keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestle Roast, your skeleton crew this week. Sorry, I couldn't join you, I believe, last week or the week before that. I forget. It's all one continuous blur to me, folks. But I'm here with Sergeant Slaughterhouse. So we're and doing, to science. We're doing old school, total effing Mark style, except for with the Wrestle Roast format. So, no, we're not doing that at all. Um, just to get some business out of the way... I am filming my first ever comedy special June 1st at Brooklyn Comedy Club, Old Man Hustle, 8 and 10. Scott's on the show. Hell yeah. Blue's on the show. It's going to be a blast. Please come. Uh, I would need to fill these <laughs> two spaces. Uh, so, uh, yeah, folks, come on down. Um, as far as our show, um, next week we're going to be doing the Roast of Road Dog and uh, a Double or Nothing preview. Um, June 1st, we're doing the Double or Nothing Review. Um, May 22nd, that's this Monday's Patreon, we're doing the Roast of Kid Rock and Hogan vs. Gawker, which I cannot wait to see. Um, it's just such a... I mean, I, if I just get to see the clip of Zextiv saying, um, you know, he can't fuck because of the pasta he ate, I'll be fine. May 29th, we're going to be reviewing uh, Night of the Champions. Saudi show, which is, I mean, honestly, I don't know which one I what 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 pay per view I'm looking forward to more. Um, in the sense, what's on the Saudi really, show? In the sense that I'm not really looking forward to either that much. You know, wow, shame on you. Well, we'll talk about it, but sorry, they haven't gotten me yet for AEW. Um, I mean, we you know, like the one thing that's cool. Well, we'll talk about it, but. <laughs> But the first thing I said we were going to do this week, we are going to Russo the promotions, bro. Um, we are going to talk about booking from the promotions if Vince Russo was in charge of creative. So do you want to just go back and forth on ideas, Scott? Oh, back and forth. I mean, sure. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. We'll do AEW first. All right. All right. So this is just Russo at a pitch meeting, guys. All right. I'll go okay. first. Okay. I'm interested. Jungle Boy goes trans to Jungle Girl, and then Anthony Bowens falls in love with her, and he has to question whether he's gay or straight, bro. <laughs> that would piss off all glad. So I think that, um, <laughs> you know, wait, wait, can I interrupt that one? Yeah. What that one is is that one that that's when when you going. Shit, I don't have enough. And then you just scrolled through your actual thoughts, and then said, "Just give it a Russo accent." <laughs> you're right it is it's something i've always wanted a book uh scott you got one yeah sure here we go okay so uh so so russo obviously involves russo right yeah but he's like he's like so he arrives like the nwo right 
and and they cut to the back. It's Tony Schiavone, and they're like, "What's happening?" And he's he's shaking a spray can, Vince Russo, you know. And he goes, "What this place needs is great writers, right?" And he starts writing that, you know, needs is great, right? And then it cuts, okay. So then he then the show keeps happening. We're like, "What is Vince Russo doing here?" You know. Yeah. Oh, apparently they're gonna give in to his demands too. You know, we don't know why something's happening. He must have, you know, uh. Um, you know, uh, Tony Khan by the balls again. This is this is Russo's writing, so they got to say that like all night. They're saying yeah. he must have Tony Khan by the balls. What's he doing here? You know, then he walks past a bunch of the divas, you know, Abaddon, stuff like that. And he, uh, diva. yeah, diva Abaddon, yeah. And he turns the he turns the corner and he goes, This and he shakes the spray can and he goes, This place needs more whores, right? And he writes more, and then you know, they they cut it, you know, whatever. And they're going, I can't believe they're gonna give him what he wants, you know. And then at the end of the night, it's like, okay, at 9 50, Vince Russo is coming out, blah blah blah. Vince Russo comes out, it's like, you know, whatever. He goes, All right, give me what I spray painted, give me what I spray painted, you know. So they bring out um you know, uh, um, a bunch of uh, Italian ice, you know? And he goes, what the fuck is this? And they go, well, that's what you spray painted. And they show the thing backstage and it says more uh, R-I-T-A-S. Oh Rita's. <laughs> right? So they got Italian ice out there. Oh my God, there's a Rita's yeah. Italian ice show. And then he goes, well, where are my whores, right? <laughs> and they go horse, and then all of a sudden, uh, Hangman's music hits, and a horse comes out. <laughs> and they go, and they show the backstage. It says more H O R S E. And then Hangman beats the shit out of him, and that's actually a pretty good episode, I think. It's actually, I mean, um, I like. In some ways, I like it better than last night's episode. Shut up, Dan. It was good last night. You're being have... tricked by the cat. By Jeff Jarrett and his well, beautiful I'll, I'll wife. I actually don't think that we'll talk about it, but I have a lot of shorter ones, so I'll do two. Ty Conti gets Natty, Natalie Holloway on the Jericho Cruise, bro. No, 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 no. I don't think you're allowed to say that. Yeah, I'm allowed <laughs> to say that. <laughs> that. Oh, yeah, that's Vince Russo. Yeah. That's Vince Russo. That is so funny. My dogs are going nuts. A tournament with Jeff Jarrett. Beats everyone, so he'll still hang out with me, bro. Um, House of Black, but with actual blacks, bro. Pops, <laughs> Keith Lee, Dan Housen. He doesn't know Dan Housen's wife. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you have any more for AEW, or I'll keep going? Um, no, other than I forgot that he, he spray-painted more... Uh, more cliffhanger angles, and yeah. then uh, it was just a bunch of angels hanging from the side of the Titan Tron. <laughs> I thought he was going to come in like spray paint WGA. <laughs> I mean, with the writers, bro, it's like <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Ed Kosky and fucking Josh Gondelman. Who, who's the guy? <laughs> Josh Gondelman, Mike Drucker. Who's the guy who did Oklahoma? Um, who ended up going to it? Uh, God, I forget his fucking name now. Wow, like, thanks for thanks for embarrassing me. I actually walk around acting like I know about Oklahoma, the play. No, no the guy who did the Oklahoma character oh. on WCW was oh, uh, Oscar Hammerstein. Did Oklahoma the play? Um, no, it's Oklahoma character WCW. This is killing me that I don't know this. 
Um, it was wait, Ed Ferrara. That's it. That's oh yeah, Ed Ferrara, the same man who who pretended to be Jim Ross, and everybody was very upset, right? That's right. Speaking of J Jim Ross, we frame Excalibur for Jr.'s death, bro. <laughs> Wardlow Ward starts working the street corners for Arn and becomes Wardho. <laughs> I liked all of these. We, fr we the hand gives birth to Marco Stunt. Um, Excalibur <laughs> takes his mask off, and it's Shad Khan, bro. Uh, somebody calls him John Maxi Pad instead of John Moxley. That's it for AW. <laughs> what do you have for WWE, sir? Oh, that's very good, my friend. Okay, what do I have for WWE? I think I probably just have one. Okay, uh, the bloodline is the is the biggest and only storyline that matters, right? Mm -hmm. Uh Okay, right, he's the head of the table. One, he needs to, at some point, hear me out, get head at the table. Okay, write it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, the bloodline, right? The hottest act in the Fed, in the Fed, uh, is the bloodline. Uh, uh, so you got to go, well, we need a, a group to top the bloodline. They're a heel faction, bro. And yet we are not trying to create a, a proper babyface faction to face them. So you go, well, blood, right? Blood is thicker than water. Yeah, sure. But what is thicker than blood, Dan? What? Balsamic vinaigrette. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wrote down. And then, and then he just orders lunch. This is, <laughs> this is him in a writer's room. And then he goes, let's order some Italian subs, get some roast beef. Um, I want them hot, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's WrestleMania it. goes Hollywood, Florida, bro. Skinner <laughs> fucking an iguana and Hulk Hogan calling me a piece of shit. <laughs> Heyman. <laughs> Hulk Hogan <laughs> calling me a piece of shit is so exactly <laughs> what would happen to Russo. <laughs> Heyman. Heyman gives Uso special line wine, bro. They pass out. Jump cut. To gold dust leaving the bloodline dressing room. We find out the bloodline has AIDS in it, bro. AIDS <laughs> in the blood. No, that's good. Carmelo Hayes knocks on the wrong door and Brock shoots him, bro. Oh no, no, no. Start calling Axiom Axicum. Dakota Kai grows a dick. We call her Dakota Guy. <laughs> yes. We yes. find out Vince is the higher power, but this time Riddle pokes his head out and said, did somebody say higher? Then Hulk Hogan calls me a piece of shit. <laughs> Instead of LA night, it's Hoboken night where he wears a tracksuit and kicks teenagers out of a pizzeria. <laughs> uh, Reggie and Omos, Freaky Friday, which actually I'd like to see that. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Change nothing about Butch except he queefs. Billy and Chuck, but instead of Palumbo, it's Chuck E. Cheese. He fucks mice, bro. <laughs> and finally, Bray Wyatt brings Connor the Crusher back from the ghost realm. Oh my gosh, so stupid. <laughs> Very possible. Very possible oh, for Mr. Uh, Mr. Russo, unfortunately. But... Unreal. No, that was our Russo. Did you uh, do you have anything for New Japan, sir? No, no. It would be funny to just see him like try to pronounce some of these names. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that would. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn, we should have done that. Tanahashi. Yeah. And Impact, it's like, I don't know. You know, Tommy Dreamer is so hands on over there. I rather not <laughs> deface what he's doing, you know. I didn't get that. Could you try again? <laughs> it's hilarious that that happened at that point. Yeah, what was that? Alexa or some shit? That was Alexa. That was Siri. Yeah, I heard it. I mean, I keep hearing that Impact's pretty good now, but I don't know. You know, I believe. A- you know, I believe things. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like hearing somebody's the best comic in the world from, you know, the guy who opens for him. You know. Um. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's do Dynamite or Dud. Hour one. Wardlow had a promo with Christian Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen versus the Firm. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club attacked the Young Bucks after they threw rolly suitcases at them. Uh, Wardlow was backstage. And Why was- you gotta say it like that? Why you gotta say it like that? You, well, that no, you're I'm saying that? that that's what happened. I mean, that's what happened. It, it is what happened, but you said it in a way that was very like, oh, they just threw rolling suitcases. I mean, it at didn't it. look great. It didn't. Look yes, great. it did. They had it, to fight four men. Yeah, it didn't look great. It's either. like a pack of wolves. What would you do, Dan? I don't throw your suitcase at them. I'm not even sure what the Blackpool Combat Club gimmick is. I've seen you throw your suitcase at an Uber driver and run away when you don't have enough money. Well, that's that's true, but that's a completely different situation. That's more about the way the middle class is getting crushed in this country. (laughs) Uh, We have uh, Orange Cassidy backstage basically saying there's going to be a rumble to determine who who his challenger is. Sammy versus Exodus Prime, which is the greatest wrestling name I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> a Sammy Guevara promo, a uh, a Pillars segment slash promo, uh, FTR and Jeff Jarrett segments, Sheeta and Britt versus Tony Storm and Ruby. Tony Khan announces col- Collision every Saturday night. And this continued to the second hour, but Jericho versus Roddy Strong in a Falls Count Anywhere match. What did you think of this, Scott? Uh, there, it, it was a roller coaster. <clears throat> but not one of the quote-unquote bad things was actually bad. Maybe I take that back with the first segment. Okay, so Wardlow comes out. It's a terrible uh, open. I don't know why. Now, you have an issue with how he was dressed, right? Yeah, I mean, I hate those little shoes, man. Give Wardlow boots. He should be a ass kicker, right? And yeah, but that's, you know, we have this argument like a lot. he's on the White like, Lotus or something, you know? This is how monster dudes dress now, you know? The scariest guy dresses like that. They they dress like uh, they're taking pictures at JCPenney's. I don't know, man. It just, for me, it just, it, and I think, too, because, you know, Luchasaurus is a little bigger than him. So, like... It just it just was not a great look. I think you should have had boots. Here's my actual issue with the segment. Um, I don't care about how he's dressed. I do care that the feud is with Christian. I do get that Christian is a great wrestler, and I get that. Mm, no, I don't get why you want to have him wrestle on your pay-per-view. But I get why you'd want to have him on your pay-per-view. So why not, when Wardlow is fucking trying to fight you, you have Luchasaurus, who we haven't really seen in action since he turned on Jungle Boy and returned as this new, like, Canosaurus, right? Yeah. Um, 
why don't you have Luchasaurus beat the living shit out of Wardlow when Wardlow goes to grab Christian? And why don't you have Luchasaurus versus Wardlow? Um, Maybe that's what they're building to. Yeah, but they let Wardlow one-up Luchasaurus and Christian to the point where they have to get a ladder involved. The ladder is Ward is is Luchasaurus. I think Christian's going to go over. I think like Tony wants to have Christian. Why a ladder match? Just because? Yeah, man. It's just because it's there. I mean, this is what Tony does. He panics before pay per view, and he throws a bunch of stip match at the wall. Yeah, I was. I'm. I'm not. So I was not um, a fan of this segment. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So that is true. So now, ready? Um, Orange Cassidy comes out. I love the entrance. Uh, looks amazing, right? Yeah, but Darby that's a comes week. out. Yeah, yeah. Darby comes out. I love the entrance. It looks amazing. Now the opponents are uh, Lee Big Moriarty Bill and Lee Moriarty and Big Bill. And I go drowning in that fucking stable. Lee Moriarty is drowning in that stable. He absolutely is. And so, dude, I I like Big Bill, right? I do. Um, but I don't know like those guys. I like Stokely. I like a lot of those guys. Sure, I like all of them. I don't understand the stable at all or their purpose, right? So I'm watching this match with these guys, and I like all of them. And you can question why Orange Cassidy and Darby are teaming together. Um, but I don't care. That's like classic AEW shit to me, you know, when Moxley would randomly team with someone you liked. Um but it's just Lee and Big Bill. They don't feel like anything. Now, that being said, I thought this match ended up being great. And that's what I mean by, like, I don't know. A lot of this stuff is defendable because despite the players, it was all very good. Like, this match was a lot of fun. I really liked it. I just don't know what it did. I, you know, I just don't know what it did for the challengers, really. For the, And I'm more talking about the world title throughout the show. Like, I don't know, like, obviously Sammy's promo did him no favors, but I don't know what a squash match does for him. And I don't know what Jungle Boy getting his ass kicked 90% of the time by Roosh and then, you know, pulling out a schoolboy to win does for these opponents. And now they're... No, that, I think that was important for Jungle Boy to 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 make that, especially the hate, the random horseshit hate he's been getting on uh, wrestling uh, Twitter. Well, apparently he's... Uh... Apparently, he's not great at uh, wrestling conventions. That's what I hear. Oh, yeah. Did you hear the full story, though? I mean, I don't know. I just heard the story from Cornette, so who knows if it's true or not. I mean, it's like... what is it? He was rude to someone? Yeah, he's just, you know, he's like a fucking young kid in his 20s with a famous dad and a hot chick, you know? It's like... Yeah, and someone's like, can you please fuck my wife? I mean, mean, my (laughs) my thing with Jungle Boy is just, you know, be... Like, they've given him so much promo time this past month or two that, like, I don't care about his matches as much because his promos have been so bad. I've never had a promo, like, Poison a Wrestler for me. Like, like uh, it has it has Jungle Boy. I mean, dude, even if he could do, like, a Shelton Benjamin promo, I would be fucking excited. But, like, this is this is pretty rough, you know? So yeah, this is what I think needs to happen to Jungle Boy. I think he kind of needs, uh, yeah, but he, I like him. He shouldn't just turn heel because a few people are against him. He's no, a they need to... and he's a good wrestler. Just don't make him do promos. And I know, you know, so I saw that he did an interview this week, uh, Jack Perry, 
uh, where he said he doesn't like doing interviews and he doesn't want to do them, right, or whatever. And it's like, well, that shouldn't be your mindset. Your mindset should be, I need to try and learn and figure it out, right? Um, but I guess it's not. He's still got, like, some kid brain. And also, he is, like, a really great talent in the ring. Like, this Roosh match, which I think, was that the second hour? Uh, yeah, that's the second hour we're going to. That meet. Roosh match was phenomenal. But anyway, okay, so this he's tag match, right? He's an excellent wrestler. I'm not, I'm not debating that. I just think that, you know, I mean, like, guys, I mean, even in MMA, which is, you know, a shoot, like, it follows all the wrestling rules. You know, when somebody wins an MMA match, maybe they'll call out for the title, but the match they want is with Conor McGregor because Conor's the best talker, and that's going to yield the sure. most box office. So I don't care what the fuck, you know, talking when in the fighting or wrestling game, you have to at least be serviceable or else no one's going to give a shit, you know? Um, yeah, unless you, like, you do a Heyman where you go, how do we mask? Like, how do we hide the fact? Heyman was excellent talk? at it. You know, WWE did a pretty good job of it with Jeff Hardy at times. I think if if we look at like his TNA run, his AEW, no, I think Jeff Hardy did a good job of that because he's so strange that people were just like, "Oh yeah, he's like a miss. He's being a mystic." Yeah, but like they put Punk around him, they almost had they had all these angles with Jeff that made you get sure, sure. Um, and I don't know, you know, if that's like you know burning a, a DVD set of nine hundred two one zero or what the fuck it is, but you need to get more sympathy on Jungle Boy, and right now. Okay, if you turn him heel, how do you do it? Do you know how you do it or no? No, do you? Um, I think you... Uh, I think he's got to turn on his dad somehow. Like, dude, every storyline they involve is fucking... Someone brings up that his dad is dead. Dude, you know if he's do? ever a heel, he has to be like... You know, he. I don't know. Okay, or he has to attack... It. Yeah, here we go. I, I have an idea too, but go ahead. So we do we do a bunch of pre-tape segments where it's him at a wrestling convention just being mean to fucking little kids who are trying to get autographs from him. Whoa. You know, like not the MJF type of mean where it's like MJF is like kind of there's a little bit of fop sled on it, like he's trying to be an asshole, but it's just like him just being dismissive and being like, and we are my favorite wrestler. He's like, Yeah, whatever. It's it's ten dollars for a picture, whatever the fuck it is, you know. Yeah. He should like uh like swerve out, you know, he like is refusing autographs at like a place, you know, and then he swerves out of like a peach pit type location, you know, like they should really make it kind of like his dad. But then yeah. he like runs over a a, kid, a group of children or something. You know? <laughs> and then he's like a real heel, you know, because like his Hollywood connections somehow get him out of it. And again, this is all storylines. So then he just returns as a wrestler. Um as this young Hollywood brat who got out of stuff, you know? So he's like Nick Hogan. Oh, my gosh. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, his storyline is, yes, his character is Nick Hogan. Thank you, Dan, for that. That's very good. Yeah, I mean, Or he attacks Darby, right? And he goes, what the fuck? Like, you know, I'm just as dark as you. Like, half of your face represents your dad. My whole face represents, or your uncle, my whole face represents my dad. Look at it. I look just like the man. I don't know, man. You, I, that's a great promo, but you trust him with it? No, no. <laughs> that's why he has to go, a piece of a piece of me left when my father died, and that piece was the talk, this ability to speak good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Boom. 
maybe it's just uh him getting like English lessons from Rene Paquette backstage. Oh yeah, it's like it's like the montage video that every wrestler gets, but it's him learning how to do a promo montage. They bring in like his father's friends, Tori Spelling and stuff. Tori Spelling. Tori Spelling would be a uh, Tori Spelling has QT's valet written all over her, but <laughs> um <laughs> All right, so we had an FT. Yeah, he paid her to write it on her on her. Uh, can we talk about live Sammy, stream? Can we talk about the Sammy Cavera promo. Oh yeah, so that was next. Um, boy, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like the squash. I don't mind the squash. I just didn't like the squash. Um, I I like squashes. Didn't like this squash. And oh boy, that promo again. Does this shit not feel like it is removed from what we know of Sammy? And um, and it comes off like whatever they are portraying on that show that none of us are watching. That's what they're doing. I know I I say this every week, but is that what they're doing? It looks like that, right? Uh, We haven't. I haven't watched the first two episodes for this. I haven't either. But it's like, who is this character where I could give a shit in this way and not in a way that's like you're a swarmy little shit? I I don't know, man. I I. I think they still want him. There was that brief moment where the inner circle was baby faces and Sammy was a baby face and it worked. And then he dumped his fucking wife and got with a new wife. And I think that no one's forgiven him for that. So they think it's that. I don't think it's that. I think that's part of it for sure. I mean, dude, he had a live, he had a live engagement. You know, it's like, uh, and he's not John Cena. You can't just bounce back from that because. We actually liked Sammy's Sammy's ex. You know what I mean? Like Nikki Bell, it's like, ah, oh, it's all reality show. It's all bullshit anyway. You know? Um sure, sure. but uh yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I want to see this guy do well because I think he's fantastic in the ring, but he's just not a baby face. And he's I don't phenomenal know, in the ring, yeah. I don't know why you make him a baby face. I don't know what the point is to to create more um, you know adversity for mjf well that's not really the point of your heel champion right it's not like i need to escape this shit like it it just doesn't make any sense to me it it feels like again mjf is lesser than after working this program yeah um you know despite all this i do think the match is going to be great and i do think let's get to the second hour because i do think they handled it well in the second hour all right, well, we'll get to it. But, um, Jesus, sorry. what is uh, that? Are you playing piano? No, I'm using my I'm using my wife's computer so her work calls come in because she has a a real adult person job. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, so every once in a while, I'm reminded what an adult person job is when she has actual offices from Hollywood call her. Yeah. Um, Sheeta and Britt Baker versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho, dude. What is it with like Britt? Sometimes is great in the ring. And then other times, I'm, I feel like she's just fucking lost, you know? Like, it's it's just, she has not, her her ring work has not reached. But she if she has a good dance partner like Thunder Rosa, you know, she does pretty well. But I just thought that she was kind of, like, off in this match. Did you? Yeah, I think, um, hmm. Yeah, she's very hit or miss. I also thought this match like should have felt like a bigger deal, and it didn't at all. 
No, it's because it should be three versus the third time. It should be the three versus three at the pay per view, and, and then the women's match at the pay per view is something like I could give a shit storm, about. So you know, haters going over. Yeah, but you just yeah, go, it'll be a good match. It no, will be sure, match, sure, but, but man. those are probably the two best you know workers in the company. Yeah, but, but like when when I'm more interested in watching, um, you know, Athena in Ring of Honor, um, that's a problem. It is a problem. Um, Tony Khan announced co- collision. I think that was AI. I think he stood there and then they moved his lips like the old Conan Arnold Schwarzenegger shit. It, it's, uh, you know, I don't know why, you know, why, why not just have Tony do that or have Giovanni? Yeah. Anybody fucking somebody backstage, Pat Buck, anybody just. Yeah. How about someone who's going to be a part of it? You know? How about yeah. Rusev? Is like collision. It is the only place where I can, do, 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 do. you know. Who have who? Who is that? Uh, Rusev, Miro, Miro, yeah, Miro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you have yeah have him come back with it? But I guess they're you know we'll talk about it in high spot list. But I guess they're kind of nervous about what that show is going to be now. Um, oh, that's we'll, when we we'll get talk to about it. Okay, fine, spot. Fine. We'll, we'll, we'll include it as yeah, well. Yeah, that's a that's a good place to talk about it. Okay. All right, now we have Jericho versus Roderick Strong false count anywhere match. I was kind of like, you know, I was like, why the fuck are they having a false count anywhere match? This is the first time they're fighting, but it made perfect sense. Um, you know, look, it's fun to watch Jericho sell stupid shit. You know, when he does like his Frank Drebin and he's acting like you know Mister Softy is Green Mist. And he's getting thrown around, and I and I thought the the end of it when when Adam Cole did the boom onto the industrial park. I mean, I thought that all looked really good, and um, apparently ratings wise, it's not doing that well. You know, it's not big of a draw, but I actually do think this feud has been handled really well, and I think that you know Jericho is really trying to get this guy over, and Cole is really trying to get over. Um, what did you think of this uh, match in the segment, Scott? I loved this so much. This was so good. Uh, yeah, wasn't bored at all. The chops were vicious, man. The beginning of the match uh, in the ring, which this match felt like it went on for a while. Um, I thought it was great, man. It felt like Dean Malenko versus Jericho or something, you know? Or at the very least, it felt like Adam Cole told Jericho, hey, this guy is my Dean Malenko. Could you Could you get a great match out of him? I also think there's a part of Jericho that, you know, looks at, at a guy like Roderick and go and well, looks right through Roderick and sees WWE and goes, oh, I want to show them that, you know, he can do great stuff on national television and look like a star and we could use him better, blah, blah, blah. And oh, boy, did they. I just thought it was so fucking fun and so good. And there were that moment in the stairwell. It was just really cool to see because I never seen that before, you know. Yeah, um, I like that moment too. Yeah, I, I really love that. Anywhere, man. You know, I mean. Yeah, man. I I predicted last week that they were going to go out of the building because Adam Cole is banned from the arena, and since it was outside of the arena, he came out. It was just fun. Cole looked awesome. He looked like a star. Jericho looked, you know, the best he looks when he looks great, which is you know one of the best ever. So I I love you know, this. The thing shit. about Jericho is that he's so good at. The only thing that I I do think he has over MJF is that he's so good at, at showing ass, you know, Jericho, like he's so good at being like just the embarrassed heel at the end of a Disney movie, you know, 
Oh, like, sure. He's just like covered in food and stumbling and, you know, like, uh, I, I mean, you know, when Jericho's great, he's still the best, you know. Um, it's just it's just tough because oh wait instead of doing this on a low spot let's do it how AEW did it um uh superstar Billy Graham passed away um they found out during this match did you did you notice that they announced his death during this match I believe I vaguely remember it yeah so 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 Jericho and 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 Roderick Strong are fighting and um like in you know like by popcorn or something in the vendors and they're like we sadly just got word that superstar billy graham uh has passed away you know oh fortunate and then taz was like oh that's absolutely terrible and then he's like uh you know and then excalibur is like one two kick out oh (laughs) do a table you can't believe and jericho and jericho is like looks like ernest p warrell as he's like running away with um with you know, like slipping on ketchup, <laughs> and they just don't mention it again. It's pretty fantastic. Mike Warren said this to us on our thread, but he re- he really is that that um the guy who kind of like merges Hulk Hogan and Bruno San Martino. You know, where you know you have this. He he kind of took you know without without um without superstar Billy Graham, who is Vince McMahon's favorite wrestler. There there would have never been the eighties. WWF that we loved, I don't think. Um, but unfortunately, they had such a fucked up relationship. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how SmackDown handles his death because he, he truly is one of the great, like greatest, biggest stars of all time. Oh, for sure, he's but, one of the, he's one of those first guys that uh, it's like, what if uh, a a man who lifted weights also uh, accept his accepted colors like they were okay with like colors and yeah. being not, you know being like vibrant. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it was for sure. It's so interesting, and he was a great I mean, dude. He was a great promo. He's still a great. He promo. ruled, dude. His fucking shoots ruled. Was he wrong about a lot of stuff at the end? Sure, but who, who you know, who on Facebook isn't? He was like literally on Facebook posting till the end. Which, God bless him. That's most of our family members, right? Yeah, no shit. I found out, you know, I had like a a, inst- a reel that kind of blew up this week. Like for me, anyway, it blew up. You know. And uh, all of them are from because it's a it's a political joke, so it's all people from Facebook yelling at each other. Oh, that's great. Um, I, I was called out by both the Democrats and the Republicans for this joke. Um, Ro- <laughs> all right, hour two, Roosh versus Jungle Boy. Uh, MJF backstage with Renee. Um, Jay White versus Ricky Starks, and a Don Callis promo that led to the Elite finally. Uh, finally coming back together. Let's let's talk about Bruce vs. Jungle Boy. I think I had a different reaction than you did. I'm I'm not gonna say like the the belly to belly that Roosh did to Jungle Boy uh, to the outside looked like it fucking killed him. So I'm not like gonna shit on the work. I do think it was kind of weird that Roosh isn't selling at all for one of your world title contenders. <laughs> like that guy does that all the time. Like he was not. He was like fucking like. Austin uh, Aries not selling for this guy. I mean, it was pretty crazy. I th- I think it it for this match. I don't know. This match really like serviced both of them for me. I was super into it. So I don't know if you know the backstory of when they announced this match. Whenever the hell they did it, Friday or Saturday, people on Twitter were like, "Are you fucking serious? Jungle Boy is gonna beat Roosh. Roosh is so much better than Jungle Boy." There's been like a lot of Jungle Boy hate lately because, again, like you said, apparently him being um, 
rude at like little autograph signings and stuff like that, you know. Um, and uh, you literally kidnap someone in wrestling and they don't care. But if you're fucking rude at an action figure signing, sorry. Oh, but I know, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um. Anyway, what were we? What were the fuck were we just talking about, brother? Uh, we were talking about the match. You, you were. Oh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Roosh. Okay, yeah. So, um, there was a lot of hate towards Jungle Boy this week on the internet about how, oh my God, he's gonna beat Roosh. That's not fair. And then you see this match, and the whole match, Jungle Boy gets his ass beat. Like the way he gets busted open, um, it starts as a small cut and gets bigger, and the blood, you know, it, 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 it all looks legit. Is that hard way, or is that uh? I don't know, but it, it it looked that way, and that's all that matters to me, you know. Um, he took an ass beating that moment where he took the belly to belly. Uh, yikes, that was so scary, and it made Roosh look like this this amazing monster and this talent that people were pushing on the internet this week, saying Roosh doesn't deserve this. He's so great. So you see this like absolute animal. And then in the moment where Jungle Boy finally does get him, it's like Roosh like yelling at him to do it. Like he's like, he is this like bull, which is what he is, right? I guess he comes out with horns and shit. He's like this bull that is finally defeated um, by a bullfighter. Is that what you call him? They should have better names. They have the bull guy. They have the bull guy at uh, Ring of Honor, Black Taurus or whatever. Ah, Yeah, well, anyway... It was it was Jungle Boy none of them, beating. None of them can touch Mantar, bro. Dude, brother, brother, this was an awesome match, and and the way Jungle Boy beat him, which was with the roll up, was like it it it. Well, it does a few things, right? One, it's like, oh wow, he didn't necessarily deserve this victory, so it preserves Roosh. It it pushes forward what those internet fans were saying, which is like, but in a good way, in a creative way, which is like, oh yeah, he. He shouldn't be beating Roosh. Oh, well, he, yeah, he shouldn't, but he did with a roll-up. He outsmarted him, and now in the four-way, it makes him unpredictable. Also, he's like Ben winning shit with roll-ups. Yeah, I guess I just, you know... God I, bless I, his, his I don't this know, jungle man. This, this story, because it's a very similar story to Wardlow and Punk, right? Where it's like the guy dominates, but then Punk gets the win, even though Wardlow like kind of dominates 95% of the match. Um, okay, sure. Yeah, but that that made that for me. There was like a reason for that, you know, like because it was setting up Wardlow and MJF down the road, and they had always made Wardlow look strong. You know, they haven't made Roosh has been kind of inconsistent, and I just think big picture, it didn't really do anybody any good. I also think like Preston Vance kind of fucked up when he came in for the. For the run in, like there, there was like yeah, a- Preston should not be there. Hopefully, Andrade was on the poster for Collision. Hopefully, this is to get our eyes um, reintroduced to Roosh to set up an Andrade return for Collision. I don't fucking know. Roosh, I mean, look, Roosh could really benefit from a Saturday show because he's he's not somebody. There's some of these guys that just they just do not like him and Jay White. They just don't make any sense in the mid card, you know, and the undercards. You kind of want them in that main event picture. I agree. Ooh, let's get to that. Is that match next? Uh, no. First, we have. Yeah. I have to shit on this. It's the MJF backstage promo. He doesn't say anything. He knocks like he knocks the microphone out of Renee's hand. Now, I don't fucking care that Moxley's a heel. Moxley's whole character is that if he saw 
somebody knock his knock a microphone out of his wife's fucking hand, get physical at all, he would fucking kill him. So that was kind of like a weird move that they picked Renee. They should have picked somebody else if they were going to do that. And the other thing is, MJF, you haven't met the best fucking talker in your company, and you're not having him cut a promo, man. He's a guy who should. No, like, that's, should that's it. That's what it is, though. No, man, you need you need him more, dude. He's like no. off level where you need him on the show cutting a promo. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but get this. First off, because we didn't acknowledge what happened at the end of this match. Um, Jungle Boy got jumped by um, they're basically Los Ingobernables, uh, right? It's yeah. like the idea, whatever they're called. I, for, the, I forget what they're called. Um, Los, but, it's Los Ignorables Gold. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever's happening there. Um, and you're seeing all these three men, you know, and I actually, because Sammy Guevara comes out to, well, Darby comes out to help him and uh, Jungle Boy and Darby get jumped. You know, they, they're still outnumbered by Los single, whatever the fuck these men are. And then... Um, and then Sammy comes out to make the save, and he got a huge pop. And I think it was the first time he looked like what they have been trying to push, which was like a baby face who could actually save the day. And that's the only time he's ever done that. And that's really because he didn't talk, and he came out and did cool moves because he's very, very good at doing cool moves. But anyway, so then you have Max, and he's speechless for once. Finally, he can't say shit. He just smacks the mic out of her hand, you know? And Moxley, he he's busy wreaking havoc, you know? They just beat up uh, uh, the young bucks. They're running around. He feels a little Robert in Stanford right now. No, you're, you're, he's you're, going, Renee, little... I hear you calling, yeah. but I can't. You know, you know that song. It, it felt yeah. a little bit defending Austin Theory. That's what it felt like, that 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 whole response for you. Wow. Um, it, it did. I mean, you and Robert, have you both have like similar modes you go into when you're company defense mode. Look, at, Scott's giving me like Ace Ventura double takes. Right <laughs> what? Oh, then. Wow. <laughs> okay, on to the next thing, which let's hear what you got to say about, about this. Right for three Starks. You know what? This is a good match. I wish they filmed this like New Japan did. That was my entire yeah. match. Was like, you know, I don't think that AEW films wrestling as well as they could. You know, I understand they don't want to be WWE. They don't want all the jump cuts. They don't want it to like feel stagnant or whatever. And you know, sometimes WWE matches, like especially TV matches, can feel that way. Um, even though you know, sometimes they fucking amp it up like crazy. I just think that you should give it more of a sport vibe, especially when you have the NBA playoffs doing all these like amazing numbers right now. So film it more like New Japan and and pace the match a little bit more like New Japan. Um, this was a match that I just felt like it was like Jay White trying to have a Ricky Starks match and he can do it because he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. But I don't I I I I more saw just problems in the production in this match than I did. You know, I mean, I do think some of the Ricky Stark stuff is corny, like with the guitar and shit like that, you know, like the chair guitar. I'm like, what's your character? You know, like, but sure, sure. but I guess they're going to run was my, at the pay-per-view. My uh, the first few times I saw Kenny, like even at All In and, um, you know, and then finally when AEW got up and running, you know, you see Kenny not filmed with New Japan cameras and you're just a little bummed, you know. Um, and I feel that way about Jay White for sure, but goddamn, I thought this match was awesome. I thought it was great. And uh 
dude, the Ricky Starks, that hand thing he does when he comes out is truly silly. It's like not at all cool. <laughs> it is like very weird, man. Um, it would but, be cool if he was gay, and I mean that. I mean, like, yeah, I, no, I mean if, that, yeah, too. Yeah, if he yeah. was like a like a fucking alpha gay dude, you know? It yeah, was, yeah. Look at how fucking sexy I am while I fuck this guy up. That would be great, but I just, you know, I don't know. I don't want to, you know. It just does feels a little inauthentic with him. Um, uh, yeah, but goddamn, did I love the match? And dude, come on, shout out to Juice Robinson. You know he was awesome in this. Yeah, I just I don't know, dude, man. He was so good. Dude, 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 I don't dude. I don't have the Juice Robinson hate that dude, at wants. the end. At the end, he's like, he's he, they're running away. Him and Jay White are running away, and he goes, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have like like in La Bamba like... when uh when his when his fucking brother finds out he dies, dude. <laughs> it is that is so funny. Um, Juice Robinson is officially fantastic. Uh, haters. <laughs> shall crumble i don't know why robert he's one guy i don't know why robert and mike hate as much as they do like I, i'm kind of like you know in the middle Listen, of he's one of dusty's guys you know this right that he was in nxt the fucking guy yeah dude he went to new japan his promos were hilarious in new japan genuinely funny and it's gonna happen yeah does he come off a little weird hell yeah man so so do a lot of great minds when you first meet him right you think, uh, you think when when Robin Williams left the room after someone first met him, some they turned and went, "Oh, that's a normal guy." No, they went, "What the fuck just happened?" And that's Juice Robinson. He's the Robin Williams of pro. Hey, let me have my rant. He is the Robin Williams of pro wrestling. <laughs> is Juice Robinson, and that Ricky thing, man, that killed me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna screen record it and send it to you guys later. It's, it's the best. I mean, I don't even think he's one hour photo, Robin Williams, but you know. I hate, well, hey, that's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, you, you weren't you weren't ready for it when you rented it at Blockbuster, Dan. Why don't you Why don't you give that a rewatch? They had a whole like couple of years where Robin Williams was playing killers and shit. Yeah, I know, I know. Likable, it was just hard to believe it, you know. Yeah. Um. All right, and finally, we get a Don Callis promo. Which I mean, it just feels like Paul Heyman light, you know. Especially how he was. I'm like, there's nothing. This is just like an AI could have come up with this promo where it was like, I did this for you, and then I did this for you. No, this was good. This was vague. This was this was deterring from getting to the point. This was you want to know. This is what you want, and instead, I'm giving you this. It's exactly what he said. It was. And it was all to not give us an answer because the answer will be given to us. What I'm guessing, a double or nothing um, during the you interview, think another the interview answer besides, or later on. You think? Oh yeah. Besides what he said. Oh oh, Don has people behind him. Like he's not doing this alone. Don's got a crew. There's no doubt in my mind. And so it's just like, how does it all play? And also, I mean, you know, I okay. Let's talk about the ending. I mean, we are right now, but so you didn't like the Don promo, but I didn't like the Don promo. No, I, I just thought it was generic and didn't do anything for anybody. Did but you like Kenny you like coming? It, it was. Did you like? Uh, okay. Um, did what happens next? Um, uh, well, Kenny I mean, comes out. They come out. They start beating everybody's ass. Black Bull Combat Club, and then of course Hangman joins them yes. at the end. That, that was. was a- that was fantastic. Nice... I think with eye patches, though, man, it's like 
Hangman, Moxley, and then Ray had that one for that stupid eye for an eye match. It's a little, yeah. There's a, a lot of eye patches. Funny. Yeah, you would you would actually think that they were ever more popular ever. Um, but yeah, they're it's not. Just, it's just because we know he's going to come back with a fine eye. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, yeah. And dude, I pitched I pitched last week robot eye. I think robot. I think Tony Khan should just be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, we're fucking very rich, and so he's got a robot eye temporarily until we fix it, and then have like a robot eye for a little bit. Let's have some fucking fun, boy, space cowboy. So anyway, I loved this. I loved, um, you know, Kenny holding the uh, thing like a shield, the Bucks holding their weapons, and then of course, Kenny giving Hangman his broom, his barbed wire broom. And then Hangman uh, looking at the Bucks and Kenny the same way he did so many times in the past, right? Yeah. Uh, but then turning and saying, we are the elite and, and pitching that match. Uh, it was all fun. It was all really cool. It's also, you know, there's more to the story, which is exciting, which is I do not think Kenny trusts uh, maybe any of the three. I'm, I'm not completely sure, but I think... You know, you know that moment where the Bucks looked at Hangman and let Omega lose the title. Yeah. Um, and then Hangman later did that for the Bucks. Is that what happened or something similar? I I forget the order of it, but Kenny is going to let them lose. Maybe a double or nothings, but I think Kenny might turn heel. The only problem with that is Don Callis is also heel, so it's like. Are they in cahoots? Is that why he didn't have a Band-Aid on his head this week? No, right? So oh, I don't I, know. I think you're thinking too much into it. Yeah, think- yeah, I'm thinking too much into it. But Don Callis de- definitely has a crew, and Kenny definitely doesn't just trust these boys. So it's going to be fun. Well, I guess they're holding off to the Omega-MJF match until, like, full gear or something. Um, they should hold off longer, dude. Fuck it. Let's have some dream matches, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think that, you know, the the, the only thing is the story's kind of over, right, with the Elite. The whole thing was them coming in together, breaking up, and then coming back together. Like, you don't want to see another Elite breakup after this, right? You know? It, it sure. Okay, so I hear you on that. Um, then, yeah, it's got to be the Elite versus, after the Bloodline, it has to be them versus Don Callis' crew. Ooh! which maybe is at the next pay-per-view, which is Forbidden Door. So maybe Don Callis' crew is is United Empire, Will Ospreay and them boys, Jeff Cobb. We have some fun. And then uh, for Wembley, you have the Elite, those boys, versus CM Punk, FTR, and one other guy. Not going to do that. Ace Steel. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Not going to do that. Everybody's too mad. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. They're going to do Omega Osprey or Omega Okada. And, and no, we... well, they're definitely doing Omega Osprey at Forbidden Door. No, I think that they'll probably save it to Wembley, man, right? I mean... I don't know, just because you don't need to. I don't know who else you have. You know, I think for Wembley, you really need to do... I, I think you should headline with Sting versus MJF, make it a retirement match. No, Sting versus Darby in his retirement match. Yeah, but the what Darby goes heel. I, I don't think you ever want to see these. No, guys. they just love each other and they hug each other, and it's like bring something out of me that uh, you know. Dude, you know, MJF needs something again. Take man. me to my limit. Like, yes, I've jumped from heights, you know, with you, but 
you know, let's whatever the fuck, just have a promo and then do whatever he does. Call whatever he really does some dumb shit. You know, he says a little righty then or whatever, and then uh and then we get the match. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see that like I, I think you need more on MJF. This this four pillars feud has kind of hurt MJF and you need you need something to really get his heel heat back. Uh, I mean, and and I think it's tricky to go with CM Punk this early because well we'll get to it. We don't know if CM Punk's gonna fucking be there, but also we don't know whether or not with that crowd whether he's gonna be cheered or booed. We have no idea. We know he'll be cheered in Chicago, but you know like how like the, the there's a huge contingent of the A AEW fan base that does not want Punk there, and they're gonna be booing the shit out of him. So. Um, is, do you think it's really that they don't want him there or they just it's fun to boo him because they are more pro the elite? I mean, there's no way they don't want him there. He fucking rules. It's just they're booing him because he's the heel and the storyline that's in their head, which is in their head. Not, yeah, They're not actually mad. They look they're, they're going to love booing CM Punk and cheering the elite or they're going to love booing the elite and cheering CM Punk. And that's yeah, why that, they all need to fight each other. Like it's happening. They can't even bring a steel back. All right, let's no, get the they'll spot, get, yeah, let's we'll go, start let's with go, low yeah. spot. I mean, this is a low spot for both of us, but now the uh, the rumor is, and who knows whether or not they're working us, man. This could be working us. Um, I'm not sure. Um, you know, that CM Punk's involvement with Collision was supposed to be announced at the upfronts. He wasn't on the poster. He wasn't mentioned. Um, the the rumor is that you know although Ace Steel is being rehired, he's basically not allowed on the premises. <laughs> so like CM Punk uh, pushed back at that, um, and uh, now they may be at a standstill, and it may it may affect whether or not CM Punk comes back to the company, or it's just I mean it's a clever way for us to be like. Is it really going to happen? And then he shows up during collision. This one actually could be a work. So that's that's my only caveat with with even discussing this is I'm like, is this part of like, like do they are they nervous that like, you know, like if Punk comes on collision with like a smiley face, they're not going to take advantage of the controversy. But, you know, then what are you doing, man? Because apparently CM Punk's first feud is supposed to be Samoa Joe when everybody wants to see you know, Omega Punk and the Bucks and FTR. Every, everybody wants to see that. So do you, do you, um, you keep them away for a moment and then you let them, uh, you know, have a coll collision. Yeah. I think that you need that match. I think it's important for the company to have. No, that look, I know, I know you need to have that match, but if CM Punk comes back, what is it? June 17th is what it is. Yeah. And Wembley is is the last weekend of August or whatever the fuck it is. Um, do you let punk come back, have this Samoa Joe feud? Um, and you know, while that is happening and we're all enjoying that, and that's an awesome feud where punk feels safe. It's a guy where, you know, maybe he doesn't feel like he's going to get hurt. He could have a great match out of him. He could go along with him. He could stretch, right. Regain his, his confidence his self-esteem. And during that, we can all get excited about what the fuck they're not interacting. They're not. Oh, my God, they did. They had an altercation. Oh, this thing happened because you need to have another altercation. You need to have more issues now that he's back. And so let him in. Let him have this feud and this apparent idea of, oh, they can't be together 
So you build the tension of, oh my God, they're in the same company. They're in the same company. This is only going to explode. And then boom, you know, that only lasts two months. And then you have, uh, you have all out and all in a week away from each other. And that's when you, you give everybody that match. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I hope so. You know, um, yeah. I mean, you hope that they do business, right? But yeah. it just doesn't seem like the elite or a group of guys that give a fuck if uh, about, about like you know appeasing the audience in that way, you know, like and and who knows? Maybe they shouldn't. Like, I I, I have no idea. I'm not fucking there. It seems like everyone I've talked about t- talked to, some of who were at the fucking fight. Um, it seems like that there's a lot of blame to go around for everybody. Um, and they should just kind of squash this. And, um, you know, if they bring Hangman Page in the feud, how fun would it be if they put Ace Steel as the fourth wrestler? You know, it's a lot of, you know, that match seems as important as getting, you know, when the NWO first came in and they had the NWO versus the WCW, you needed that match to really start that era. Like, I think they need this match to start this era. Um, no, they need it. They do. Um, they really need it. You need to get that match in the ring. And I don't know I don't know how you do it, but you need to get that match in the ring. Here's the only reason I I can see them not doing it is that Omega and the Bucks have the intention of leaving. Like that's literally the only reason you don't do it is let's smile, let's act like we're happy enough to be here. Um not happy enough to work with this guy because we don't want to make anybody money, especially him or Tony. And then let's get the fuck out of here when our contracts run up. Yeah. I don't know like what the bucks are going to find elsewhere. You know, I think Omega could have a nice run in WWE if it was just Hunter and Vince didn't just, you know, you know, Vince didn't bury him, but I think the bucks are going to like, if they went to WWE, it would be like, they would job to the Usos. Right. And then, you know, maybe have have some stuff with Owens and Sammy and shit. And then I feel like they would eventually be moved further and further down the card, you know, where they're like, you know, you know, the new fucking not even Alpha Academy, the new, uh, I don't know, fucking Legato del Fantasma. Like, I, I just I mean, don't. But isn't that isn't, isn't that the story of everybody? So it's like sign a year contract, do that and then retire for life and train people, you know, or get back spread the word of the lord spread the word of the lord um, whatever they're into i mean i just hope it happens man i hope these guys are able to get over their bullshit and just make it fucking happen i, I don't know if it will happen but um another low spot which we just said it was uh superstar billy graham dying one of the more influential wrestlers in history um and uh i'm just gonna say this my low spot until until this AEW video game comes out, my low spot is like every update, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> the update never comes with a this is being released then, and it just seems like you know like I I for the first time I'm like I'm probably gonna buy it, but I'm I'm wondering whether or not I'm gonna fucking buy it because I'm like this has been so goddamn long at this point, like my expectations have been built so high for this, it's it's like um. God, it's almost like that Che Guevara movie when it finally came out, or you know, it's like or or what was it, Chinese Democracy, fucking uh, Guns and Roses, right? Your 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 sounds off. 
Yeah, the Guns N' Roses album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, I, they, they kind of got to get this shit together, man. Do you have any weather low spots this week, Scott? Well, superstar Billy Graham passed away. I mean, that's an obvious low spot. Uh, he he was great, was a legend. Hulk Hogan, um, you know, he influenced him in a way that, I mean, you can accuse Hulk Hogan of, like, you know, you could sue Hulk Hogan if you're a superstar Billy Graham. Um, yeah, sure. You know, I'm not saying you'd win, but some people would go, oh, some people in the jury would go, no, I think, you know. Anyway, um, <clears throat> that's that's a definite low spot. I Really, the punk stuff is, like, here's why it is a low spot. Whether it's a storyline or not, it does feel like more storyline, more of like a way to either push back the announcement for whatever fun reason they feel like they need to do that or um, to get things going in a, I don't know, people get more excited about punk as a being an issue or being a problem or blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. um, but I do not like that. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, what it actually is, is CM Punk going on his Instagram stories and bringing up Brian out Al Brian Alvarez and uh you know saying that Brian Alvarez this week. Oh yeah, he did that yesterday. Well, today's Thursday. We're recording this, and again, it's only one in the afternoon right now, um, Eastern time. So like, more things could happen, I guess. But yeah, CM Punk like called out Brian Alvarez. I mean, that might be part of it. That you know, this whole a steel thing and this whole um punk was supposed to be a part of the collision announcement and then they pulled it um is punk posted like hey alvarez you know and you know uh, you spread rumors and all this shit and so it's like maybe maybe that was punk's response to them saying that there is something to the east steel story but yeah he went on his instagram and kind of was very pissed off and flipped out and then people started talking about how apparently alvarez actually started like talking shit about CM Punk um, back in the day when he was in WWE soon after he started dating Maria Kanellis because Brian Alvarez had a crush on Maria. There's all these like weird little <laughs> stories and you know that David Bigsman, I don't know his name. Yeah, David Bigsman, yeah. Yeah, he's like going after Brian for that and um, CM Punk is yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very possible, but uh See, but what I'm saying is it's like this is this Brian is a low spot. I don't want this, you know. No, I don't either. And also it's like, what's the you know in a shoot fight, Brian Alvarez would probably kill Punk, right? No. Yeah, Why do you say he's, he's a, a black belt? He's a black belt. Punk's yeah, that, that, that dude that a black belt in what though? In like karate? Uh no, I think it's in, in uh jujitsu. Like, jujitsu. I mean, that's a pro that's a, like an actual problem. You know, that's a man that can hurt any, you know, most people. So yeah, well, no matter what size like, he is. Yeah, so it, yeah, it's yeah. Unfortunate thing to realize when like the people that you don't want to be able to fight are uh are really good at fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um oh wow. So yeah, that guy could fight. Yeah, second degree bad uh black belt and Gracie Jiu Jitsu. So I mean, Oh this, wow, okay. I think it would probably he would he's he's a green belt in karate so i think he would probably destroy cm punk in a yeah i think he might decimate him yikes like not just him but most of the like anyone but riddle you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well i don't know about this but yeah yeah well i mean like you know weight is also a factor riddle. sometimes right being able to toss a man very far is a factor rock you know 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or any of the Samoans, really. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes rage, you know. Um, yeah, just different factors. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll see that. Maybe that'll be the big Wembley match, Alvarez versus Punk. Yeah, yeah. We could only uh, hope. That'll be all in a week later. That's how you get. That's how you get people excited about a pay per view one week after a pay per view. Yeah, maybe you have Meltzer like sit in a wheelchair like Linda did during wow. the WrestleMania seven time, and then he comes up and he kicks. He kicks Punk in the balls or something like that. I love that. That's a good idea. All right, high spot this week. I'm gonna start. The bloodline storyline is still good. <laughs> like what what happened with it? Um, Friday, I think Roman cut one of his best promos ever, but basically he made the Usos apologize and then said at Night of the Champions, him and Solo are going after the tag titles because the Usos can't cut it anymore. And they just had to sit there looking humiliated while Roman cut a promo about how he's gonna be the next tag champions. And he said, This is out to the greatest tag champions of all time. Afa and Sika, and then he like looked at them and left. Whoa, that's awesome! Yeah, so when are we gonna, when are we gonna get that match? Night of Champions. What? I mean, here's the thing: is do you do you? My question with that is like Kevin and Sammy. It's like how much do you want to see this tag run go? Because SummerSlam, that's a big match. If you have for the tag titles, the Usos versus the Usos, you know, like yeah, that's the biggest. That's the big, like, and plus it's like, we're all like, we're all like, oh, fuck, we can't, we don't know what else to do with Roman at this point. We only have so many more challengers. And you're like, well, that's a great, because then you could have the Usos pin solo. Roman doesn't get pinned and it's a nice baby face victory at the end of SummerSlam or whatever. Or, yeah, or again, you know, the, um, you know. I just don't like know. Roman you know, keeps. Kevin, who are both so valuable. Kicking ass. You have so it's almost like the Kane Undertaker problem with Kevin and Sammy, where it's like you have two guys who are so valuable as singles that like when you put them together, it almost is like, ah, well, we saw it. Okay, let's let's get them into something else, you know? Sure, sure. I it's just, dude, anytime something important happens in Saudi, it feels kind of weird and icky. And then it's also like this is um, you know, this is the first time Sammy is gonna be there. And then you have him lose a title. That is like so weird. That would be weird. I I don't. But think... is it fun? And is it what they need for people to like even cheer him even more? You know. Well, they've been on a good. Like we were kind of all appalled with the Raw after WrestleMania, but you know, despite the fact that I am so wrestling doubt and I'm so fatigued from wrestling, I can't argue the fact that like WWE for like the deadest time in Brook booking you know, which is after WrestleMania, has done a pretty good job, you know, because I don't know if you remember, like, some of the backlashes that we had or some of the couple, I mean, we talked about this uh, with Backlash 09, but, you know, it's just a lot of the stories are clunky and they're just, like, trying guys out and seeing what works and a lot of it doesn't work. And it seems like they're getting real focused to this. Um, you, you know, I think it'll be interesting you know, this this summer to see where Drew ends up. Does he end up in Wembley? Does he end up against Seth Rollins for the title at SummerSlam? Um, there's a lot of, there actually is a, a lot of interesting stories that you can tell. And I, I think they want Bad Bunny back at SummerSlam so you can do that tag match. Um, and I think they want to do Cena, Logan Paul at SummerSlam. But I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if Cena, 
you know, it, it after that Austin Theory match, it's it's kind of crazy. It's going to be like you're going to have to you're you're like, oh, hopefully Logan carries Cena, which I can't believe that I'm I'm saying this. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it's been gone too long. You know. Okay, so uh, Nick Houseman just uh, dropped some news eleven minutes ago. So I mean, again, it's only one eighteen p.m. But um, AEW rehired a steel months ago. Well, I gotta, I got, I mean, I. It seems like a real missed opportunity if you don't put Dude, that- that's my high spot. I'm serious. It's my high spot. I want Ace Steel in this storyline. It's fucking fun. Um, he needs to jump on Kenny's back. He needs to bite him. Kenny needs to toss him. There needs to be chaos. Let's fucking do this. Oh, my gosh. We didn't talk about the FTR thing during Dynamite. That is another high spot, and here's why. You have FTR fighting fucking Jared. And Jay Lethal, and you go, this is dumb. This is a waste of FTR. This shouldn't work. And then they start brawling, and they really went for it. And I really enjoyed it. And you know what? Karen Angle came out, and you know, I know Mike was like, oh, gosh, you hired Karen Angle? Great job. You ha- you hired Karen Angle. But here's the truth. We don't know if, if you they hire are. someone who, and I, I again, I don't know if they hired her either. It's just they are using her. And you know they are using her for the purpose of her eventually getting uh, what she deserves, um, which is fun. That's fun. Let's have fun. They, I, I said this dude. in the last week's episode. I liked the. Uh, here's why I didn't like that segment is because I really liked the Briscoe pile driver from FDR when they accidentally pile drive Briscoe, and then they just didn't. Oh, I wasn't crazy about that, but I get really? you. I get you. They didn't follow the whole the whole intrigue of the match is like what side Briscoe is going to end up on, and sure, they didn't sure. even put him in the segment, you know? Yeah, yeah. Plus, Jay Lethal was like, it looked like he was like pants, or it was just a weird look. But no, no, no. This was a um, this was a good match. I mean, I mean, not a great brawl. It wasn't a match. It was a great brawl. Genuinely, my high spot. That despite everything, I'm going to take a pee right now, and everyone's going to hear it, and and that's very much. Like a Jarrett um, angle, you go. I don't know how it is. I was just trying to make angle. You peeing while talking. You, you think people can hear this? Is that a crime? Is that like do the police know. come? They go. You can't pee on a podcast. That's, you got I mean, your penis was out. You got arrested for peeing on a podcast. What you guys can't see is he's waving his penis at me in a circular I'm, motion. Yeah, I'm like the Lenny Bruce of uh, podcasting. Um, all right well i think that's the show but yeah dude high spot is is these corny and you know these corny types these jeff jarrett's this these guys that should not be working out they are and should ftr be fighting them for tag titles absolutely not but look every time they 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 do i think this match is going to be a blast yes uh is what happened on dynamite was that a blast yes it's just undeniable it I happened like the briscoe family farm stuff i thought that was yeah kind of... man they're pulling it off it, despite I the fact like that this past week this past week just felt like but hey look ftr i mean those guys want to make jared look great you can tell they love fucking jeff because for they're, sure they're like treating him like like you know like fucking triple h or something as far as like taking bumps and shit like that so yeah, like royalty. Well, dude, wait, wait till Punk and Jarrett start hanging out, man. Because if FTR likes Jarrett, they're gonna be like, man, because Jarrett wasn't there when Punk left. 
I think they'll get along for sure. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I think so. I think they're going to have like, I think they're going to get real carny, man. I think AEW Collision is going to get carny as fuck, and I can't wait. Well, Jeff, I think Jarrett, it... Jeff Jarrett is like, I mean, he's one of these guys, if you met him, which both of you and I have met him, he's the most likable guy I've met in wrestling. Like He rules. Yeah, he's just a great guy to be around. Karen too. He, Karen too. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's as bad as Lawrence thinks he is, but um, you know, he also shouldn't be in the position he's in. I, you know, I, I see both sides of it. I don't know. Um, you know, you can argue that he maybe pulled it off with TNA in in a way, and what he lacked was Tony Khan money. So well, I, I am interested to see if he does. That TNA yeah. never took off, man. I mean, um, you know, we thought that we thought that, but was that more, uh, you know, I don't know, a woman named Dixie? Me, I mean, that's is that her legal of- name. Either way, it's terrible. You go one, it's your legal name, which means your parents are maniacs, right? Yeah. Or you go two, you changed your name, which means you picked Dixie of all the things. Well, there was a six month period where TNA was good when it was Joe versus Angle, and there was a strong X division scene, you know, and then we just kind of went back from. You know, we started TNA with Sex, that group, and then we ended with Aces and Eights, you know, which just everybody kind of, you know, everybody kind of gave into their WCW instincts. I guess it's also, it's like, it's got to be tough if you're a new booker, because like, you're like, you looked up to all these guys, like, you know, like you look up to Kevin Nash, you look up to Hulk Hogan, you look up to all these guys that like were a part of your, a seminal part of your childhood, and you've seen as bigger than life because Vince made them bigger than life. And they're charming, you know, so they're backstage and it's probably easier for a guy like that to explain an angle, you know, than it is a Darby Allen or somebody who's really new. So I can see like how this happens, like how people keep falling back to the Russo traps or the Bischoff traps. It's because like these guys, the one thing they've all gotten better at after 30 years in the business is selling themselves. You know, like they, they fucking, I mean, Jesus Christ, Bubba Ray is like the most hated guy in wrestling and he's still fucking working to some capacity, you know? For sure. Um, what do you got to promote this week, Scott? Oh, my other podcast out for smokes. Um, and, uh, I'll be hosting for you, um, yeah, on man. your shows June 1st. Everybody June come 1st, out. Guys. June Brooklyn 1st. Comedy Club. Brooklyn Comedy Club, Scott, yeah. and the other, uh, the other, uh, plug i'll get is become a member of a five dollar tier i've already you know kid we're gonna you're gonna get a roast of kid rock and us talking about hogan versus gawker so i think this weekend it's gonna be one of our best episodes so uh, yeah yeah it's gonna be fun check it out until then folks wash your hands and it's never goodbye